a guitar down over it looks like the boston album cover but, uh, <laughs> but greg's out in the ether somewhere he may show up he may not but because he's not here we have a couple good souls stopped in and you know it's that time of year so glad to welcome warren and kenneth here again yeah yes. thanks great you to found, be back you found it and everything else you have a uh, love something love wins as I've said, not in tennis, not in tennis. Not in tennis. So actually, I want to go back a little life. before. You know what's coming up, but, and I know I asked you before, but I love, you know, one of those historical people. Just love all history. How did you actually, what was the muse that got you both into music? Uh, my, my birth. <laughs> I've, I don't know. I've always been the into angels music. angels were singing. Yeah, I really feel like ever since I could do anything, I was singing and sitting down and just plucking stuff out on the piano and I don't know but musically like as far as inspiration uh my first like really like oh my gosh was probably Tori Amos yeah and then Joni and you know the whole thing with Tori Amos for me I found out about Tori Amos because I was a big Sandman fan with Neil Gaiman oh yeah and I actually subscribed to a newsletter called Magian Line which they made out of a bookstore in Minnesota Magian Line Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. and he would talk about Tori's house out in London and about how she'd put him in his song so then I oh, got yeah. into Tori Amos we'll be da- uh, uh, me and Neil will be hanging with the Dream King yep mm-hmm. <laughs> and all her early stuff and actually her latest album from Ocean Ocean I think's great it is the best uh, yeah. thing in a while yeah I kind of fell off the Tori we all did we all did uh, I think I don't know I like Scarlet's Walk and then kind of after that I I don't know I got caught up with other stuff i guess uh, maybe i was just listening to more Joni mitchell at that point but um but yeah her new album and we went and saw her yeah and uh what was that may of last year yeah. when she was at the codex, uh, center. The codex yeah. center yeah it was a great show yeah we enjoyed that i saw her in lewiston she was it's always fantastic i got mm-hmm. to meet her uh i mean a long time ago but got my picture with her and talk to her about music therapy she hadn't heard of it which i was kind of surprised i've always loved like whenever i met somebody i will not ask them the question they think i'm going to ask so it's really cool well what was my like the coolest story with tori was i was done talking to her and i'd seen her probably at that point like 14 times and my favorite song was is baker baker and i'd never heard her perform it live and so she had already moved on and i was like oh i gotta i gotta ask so i was like excuse me you know if you wouldn't mind could you play Baker Baker? And she wrote it on her hand. And wouldn't you know, in that that night, she only played, because she was touring with the band at that point, so she only had like two or three songs that were solo, her and the piano, and she did Baker Baker. And then, when she was done, she turned out to the crowd, and she like bent down and put her hands on her head and like waved like this. And I was like, that's for me! <laughs> <laughs> or if it was Dylan, so who you cool. met, who did that, hey, could you play uh, Ain't Me, Babe? Sure, man, sure, man. Never hear it. Yeah, no, Tori, never hear she did it. She wrote it on her hand and My played. claim to fame sort of was when Dwight Yoakam played. Mm-hmm. Now, my friend Dave and I are out by... We look, is that Dwight Yoakam over there? He's like walking by. So I go up to him and I just say, well, if you play A Thousand Miles to Nowhere, it could be the anthem of this place in the winter. <laughs> and when he plays it, he goes, I heard this is sort of the anthem around here in January. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm going, my lawyer, I'm going to get a post. <laughs> but I always ask that question because I found like, and Kath, how did you get into this? Did you just start digging music? Um, well, my family is, does has always done a See, lot of My mom was uh, a music a trend. teacher. That's and, a trend. Yeah, and my sister played guitar and piano. She actually was Maria 
in The Sound of Music in high school. And I was in the pit orchestra, and I played tuba, sousaphone, started playing bass, and rock and roll-wise, it was like the Allman Brothers. And then, but I had the classical music, the marching band, the um, the musicals, that sort of background. And when I met Lauren, and we started playing some music, it, it she played viola. So we've got some of that that uh, orchestral background and i think a lot of the good souls bring that to the to the group as well it's, i think that's the thing fun. i've never seen sound of music but my parents went to the von Trapp family thing oh beautiful that's amazing they're yeah. like like the one person who hasn't seen that movie uh i think the first time i saw it i was babysitting and the kids were like making fun of me like how have you never seen this I'm like sorry and i would theory <laughs> about the almond brothers too where i think at the time and we were getting into the like the Beatles broke up, all the 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting into like all that weird pop stuff in the 70s. Mm-hmm. That very creepy muskhead love. Uh, <laughs> that song's <laughs> creeped me out if you listen to the lyrics. Uh, you know, all that Night Chicago did. They saved rock and roll, that kind of rock. That was pure rock from the Alvin Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the improvisation, and when I started taking lessons on bass, he asked me, you know, what would you like to learn? And when I said the Allman Brothers, he broke it down as far as, like, how the music was played, what what key they were in, what sort of mode they liked to jam on, and the, the phrasing, the the blues, and it was it was good because it not only taught me how to play their songs, but how to approach music in general. See, what did this for me was the lives of the classic composers, the book. Yeah. Because what it does is you learn there's a method to everything that's done in classical. You're doing a start here. You're doing, it's going to go back to the beginning. And also jazz, it's not just, there's, there's a method to the madness mm-hmm. when they're improvising and all of a sudden they come back. It's like they focus. And the, the reason, too, I ask about, like, uh, musical backgrounds is I don't think it necessarily means you have to have music people in your family. But I think what happens is they encourage you more mm-hmm. to play. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason everybody I have on here either is, like, my brother, they just had their last show, New Math. They just had their last show at Abilene. Mm-hmm. So I grew up around all this stuff. Yeah. I always thought it was fun that, that I thought that people that became musicians had parents who allowed them to sound bad. You know, it wasn't like, are you done practicing yet? Now we're we're talking to our son. It's like, okay, let's get out the trumpet. And he's got great tone, which is, we'd love to hear him play. Just wish that he'd practice more. But, you know, any little bit, you know, that... That, I think, comes from musical families. It's like, you know, hey, that sounds great. Where it was my mom, I'd pick her up from playing euchre. I'd be playing Tom Waits, like, ow, oh, that voice. <laughs> <laughs> that monster, yeah. the cookie monster. <laughs> yeah. You know, but she always, like... But she always liked uh, the Doors songs, some of the Doors songs and everything. Some oh, of the yeah. worst, though, was like yeah. she would sing along to the Velvet Underground's Venus and Furs and not know what it's about. It's bad when you're a kid or your mom <laughs> sings <laughs> to Venus yeah. and Furs. Uh, Ma, you mean I want <laughs> I always loved Peace Frog. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, that's the a, doors. Yeah, that was a good one too. But that's just sort of. <laughs> yeah. But now, when we'll go back. To, of course, the Joni tribute is coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Tori kind of led me into Joni, so I would listen to her obsessively. And my dad had Blue on vinyl, and he's like, "Well, if you like this, Tori, you should check this out." And I was listening to Blue, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's all right." But then when it got to River, because I was really resonating with the piano, and so, but when it got to River, I was like, "Oh." Yeah, and so then that literally that night I sat down with the record player and just kept going back 
and then I just and I taught myself the song because it, I just loved it that much. So that's the first Joni song I ever ever well, learned. Well, Joni's one of those artists I look at, and it's not like she's hated. I don't want to mean it that way, but people who are fans, and this is diverse. I would say Rush is like this. Joni, like if you're a fan, you're really a fan. Oh yeah. So we had like the amazing opportunity to go to Washington State to see her at her show uh, when she played in June, and there were people from all over the world that came to go see Joni. And honestly, we we met a lot of wonderful people. There's some folks traveling from pretty far just to to come to our show, and so we're gonna do a little Joni party at the house and like. Florida, Ohio. I mean, they're coming in from all over to come because they just love her music. That I feel much. like I feel like the proud, like crazy uncle, some local musicians. Oh, because I'll have like somebody will be at a concert and they turn out like when Michaela played at Abilene. Somebody came in for Detroit. Yeah, and they saw my sh- they saw my shirt and they're like, "Well, we've been friends for ten years." <laughs> I knew it first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I dig, but it's just cool when so many people are traveling. Yeah, I was really, I mean, they're, they're traveling because they have such a camaraderie among themselves. And, and it really, I think Joni's music is just so, uh, she got pigeonholed so early on as this folk musician. And, and her earlier uh, stuff is is sure maybe more in that folk genre, but even that, like the colors and the depth of her lyrics, like there was just uh, she's so much more than just that. I, you folk. know, I use the term and I've used this for my good friends, Mighty High and Dry, where I tell people, well, what kind of music is it? I don't know. Just listen to it; it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, it's a little I mean, and, and she, she'll soul. say herself, Joni. Like it really took the jazz musicians to really fully understand what it was that she was doing. Because she made all of these open tunings because she couldn't, she had Plug polio. Plug Scott Reagan, pay us. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he was actually, the first year we did the show, he was a guest and he's like, and I'm going to play in an open tuning. Like, it was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, she came up with all these open tunings because as a child she had polio and she wasn't able to approach the guitar in the traditional sense. And so she came up with these open tunings that made the forms of her, the more approachable for you know having gone through polio so and then here she is all these years later you know surviving an aneurysm and yeah, uh, you know so learning Cinda to Williams walk too. And i saw talk. she was out again mm-hmm. she had some health problems yeah you know necessity is the mother of invention it's like Django reinhardt mm-hmm. yeah you know lucky could you imagine these days like there'd be the scandal a bunch of kids what they would be doing to imitate <laughs> yeah but that's cool i mean that's and you know, I think what happens is you started something. If you're a true musician, you want to challenge yourself. You want to do different stuff. Why do the same thing? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Well, and Joni's music is so challenging. It, it, I've been listening to it obsessively since I was 17 years old. So it sounds so easy because I've just heard it so many times. But when you actually break it down, you know, the t- number of times she changes meter and, um, you know, what key is it in? Because, you know, you don't stay in that key. It's, it's just it's all over the place and and these musicians in the band it's an eight-piece band uh three-piece horn section and um and kelly Izzo shapiro is she's kind of an honorary good soul filling out some harmonies um where sarah rogers used to sing we need to be honorary good shows on this show (laughs) some of these characters we get (laughs) Uh, so um but yeah like every person in the band is a multi-instrumentalist and uh, really approaches the music 
with an open mind and an open heart. And so it's a lot of fun to to explore what we can do and how we can recreate it and also make it our own. You know, it's this show is, is really a mix of that. Like some of the stuff is very true to original and then some of it is, is kind of our interpretation of it. So. Yeah, I like that too because I, this one question I've asked a lot of people. Now, if you're in a straight, straight cover band or tribute band, people want to hear... They don't want you going off like for twenty minutes over here, right? Well, and they, like like certain iconic solos, right? Like the solos that you're gonna hear are our expressions in the moment. They're not recreated to sound like anything in particular. And anybody who doesn't who forgot what they were playing, they can use it as an excuse. Yeah, right. <laughs> but did you know Jimmy Page never played the right solo from Stairway to Heaven except at that final show? <laughs> it paid said because I guess Plant and. You know, whatever, a lot of reasons. Robert Plant, I think one of the reasons he never wanted to do a reunion, he knows he can't hit the high notes. And oh, he's, sure. And, and he said, like, he just wanted to make the solos. Noah Kelly's last stand, if we do Stairway to Heaven, we're going to do it in the middle. And Paige said, this is my one opportunity. I'm actually going to play it like it is on the Nice. Oh, how many people learned that solo when they were learning guitar? The Wayne's World song. Yeah. <laughs> but literally, there was a guy who came into my high school. He brought a guitar. I said, I'll bet you buy lunch for everybody, but he's going to play Stairway to Heaven. He plays Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but how long now? When did this start? When did the first Joni tribute start? Because I, <sighs> I don't know. You don't <laughs> even know? I Come know. on. I think this is our sixth or seventh year. So I, I, I lose track of stuff I do. like this. I lose track. And we've done it in a lot of different venues, too. We've brought it some different places. and. I think this is our sixth or seventh year, um, and that's we when we came together as a band. You know, Ken and I used to play in a band called the Deep Blue Dream, and and we stopped playing. Uh, everybody was you know having kids and doing their own thing, and and so we just kind of went our own way. And when we wanted to, well, I think when I wanted to start getting back into the scene, I thought, well, let's do a tribute show. And so we got some musicians together, and then it and then it was it. Like we just we've been together ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, it took us a little while to come up with the name, but and it was funny. I was like, because they are, they're like, they're so ridiculously talented, but they're so humble and kind and thoughtful. And it's just, it's so comfortable to be sharing music <laughs> with these I'm folks. I'm giggling a because, okay, my experience through the decades of music, I've always been involved with it. It's like my high school band, Gothic Toad, which, if you can find your albums on eBay, you can retire a week. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'll, I'll but, but anybody we would ever get who would come in, I'm great, I'm great, big ego. I remember one, I can play anything. To, show me how to play. All the musicians I know are like, and I'm like super impressed by them, they are so humble. Yeah. I told Tony Levin one time, you know, you're like a sober Jacobus story. <laughs> and he's like, don't even compare me to, well, not in that way, Tony. But he's like, he's been on over 500 albums. He's a virtuoso. He's like the nicest guy. Yeah. And I'm like, Tony, you could be a Bond villain the way you look. Why are you so nice? But he'll see me like at a show. He'll make sure he stops. It's like right. best thing ever was the one, like I'm gonna go see him in December and I'll just go talk to yeah. him. But mm-hmm. I have a copy of his uh, theory of the bass chord. Mm-hmm. Something you should get for being a bass player. Okay. But he goes, he looks. So I, I go, yeah, I'll have him sign. I'll show him my habits. So he takes it. And he goes, he looks and goes, wow, I don't see this that often. He goes, here, I'll sign it. Go sell it. <laughs> 
That's cool. And I always tell him, I saw him with Peter Gabriel on the security, well, it was, yeah, it was the security tour. And I'm telling you, I've seen you over 40 years, and still we're not even 30 yet. <laughs> yeah. But they are, everybody, they're all really humble. Like, I'll try to tell people, it's like, you're embarrassing me. Okay, okay, you suck. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that. Yeah. Feel better now? I, I had, if I didn't know you, I would have walked out after the first day. Feel better? <laughs> yeah, you know. You know, cool, yeah. but the, the tone right now, now, you do have a huge array of musicians. You were making sure you knew who you were. Yeah, well, so not only we have an eight-piece band, but then we have, we're bringing on, I'm, I'm going to pull out my list because I don't want to forget somebody. So we have musical guests for for both shows. So we're going to be in Geneseo on November 4th. And I can't say enough about what my friends Chuck, Jeremy, oh, gosh, everybody's yeah, the doing. Geneseo, Geneseo is the place to be. And I also want to say, it's not, you know, it's Geneseo. It's not that far. It's really we'll not. Probably from our studio, maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's so across town, what, half hour? Well, me driving half and hour. And there's, I mean, there are some good restaurants out that way, too. And did you, though, I have to say, opening soon, drum roll, sushi in. Yep. Which to me is like a fantasy thing. Yeah, it's the like, old statesman. He's really I, doing a nice and job I think with this that. Groveland Station. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's Jeremy's band or a <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just I know Chuck's opening uh, drum roll, um, but yeah, for guests. So I th- when I'm bringing on guests, I always try to bring people from different genres of music because Joni's music really is it in, it covers so much ground. And so uh, Tina Guarneri is going to be singing. Um, she's from Me and the Boys and Ruby Shoes. Uh, Thomas Warfield's going to be joining us, which I'm really excited about. Uh, Benjamin Shapiro from uh, Big Eyed Fish, and then uh, Ben and the Finer Things. He's joining us for both shows. So Tina and Thomas are just in Rochester. Uh, ben and then Therese Lott, who sings with um, Music of the Stars now, and she sang with the Chicago tribute that they had here for I a bit. I think our own, very own maestro played in that. Or one of yeah, them. probably. Uh, Kelly Izzo Shapiro, I mentioned um, Emma Time is going to be in Geneseo, and then What's cool for me is this woman, Sue Tierney, is going to be a guest for both shows. She's from Ithaca. and she, So when I was just getting into Joni's music, I would use her website to because it's all open tunings. And who knew what they were? And she was the one that, like, well, one of a few that sat down and actually figured everything out and, like, made the music accessible for people. And really, I mean, 20 years down the road or longer is the reason why I'm able to do these shows is because she took the time to figure all this out. So she's actually going to be playing with us, um, which I'm really excited about. Uh, yeah. So, so she's another keep... good soul. We just met her uh, last year mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy her company as well. This also for me, okay, I'm good. Jumping the gun, everybody's gonna kill me for this one because it's October. But one of my favorite Christmas movies is Love Actually. Oh, yeah. And what oh, obviously, God. what am I making the connection about oh, Love Actually? I know exactly what I'm actually, I'll sing that song later, but not that version. Oh, <laughs> this is like a Christmas song. No, well, both sides now is in yeah, that. yeah. Yes, and when she finds out that her husband's having an affair, right, and her heart is just broken, and then that song, and I think like and that version with the full orchestra is just just gut-wrenching oh my god i got chills 
Just talk, look at that. See? Literally. Just you thinking chills about it. I talked about Christmas tree. No, well, thinking about just the, the heaviness. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, this is situation. on me. I talked about Christmas tree. <laughs> I meant because of the song, if it was a Halloween. Oh, when that person got knifed and screamed, there was a Joni <laughs> song on. Okay. Yeah, I don't think she Michael Myers started picking up his pace with playing. Maybe her song, Sex Kills. Big That'll yellow. be good for Halloween. <laughs> Sex Kills. And I think people also, too, though, it's like, I know one of my good friends, her daughter, she really gets into Dylan's lyrics and dissects them. And I see Joni is somebody, a lot of people probably just really get into the lyrics and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's so profound. And, and, and just hearing, so when we got to see her, hearing her talk about the history and the background behind some of the songs was so cool. See, I love that stuff, too. I love the way things are put together. Mm-hmm. Like that where... Okay, this is the funniest thing though is where some songs you're like, this is a really deep song, and it's like, oh no, I was walking my dog, and the dog started chasing a squirrel, and I remember. <laughs> yeah, Joni, Joni really gets down to the to the bare bones of like the rawness of whatever it is the experience is, and and I think that's why people love her so much, and I also think that's why a lot of people have an aversion to it because so like they can't necessarily I, get I to that place like, themselves and i always say my view on stuff because i sort of felt i was called by a local dj hipper than dow which is making fun of like some popular bands mm. and my thing is thing is you know somebody out there maybe not yoko Yunu's solo music but you know <laughs> but somebody out there probably it's their favorite band and i think if you Listen to what you like. Listen to what you don't like. You might like it, but whatever anybody likes, if they like it, what's your, you know, like yeah. I don't understand why you. Maybe if somebody gets like really extreme in their views, they I get like that. turned off a little bit. But like, well, I think honest. I mean, here comes like the therapist hat, right? So like, if some people just can't go there, and then and because they can't go there, they have they put up this wall, and it's just like, nope, don't like it. Yeah, uh, if I. Big Leonard Cohen fan, so I think mm. I can handle it. But I found actually old L. Oleander who played her recently. I became friends with her. She said something, and this is not my therapist, but I think it's really true for all of us. When you stop lying to yourself and when you're open about things, I think it's like we all face things in life. And like for therapy, you just have to come to realize we're not perfect. We're all dealing with things. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just put on that front. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what I find. I think you just let it keep going, it's going to get worse. Sure. So you have to be a little bit vulnerable. It's actually more, takes more strength to be vulnerable. You know, people think, oh, be strong, you know, power through. But it's if you really look at what it takes to be vulnerable, it takes more strength. Again, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. I know all about <laughs> I know all about loss, and I say it's the perfect team because they're not horrible, but it's like, I'm just finally going to make it. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're Giants fans, so. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. About the playoffs last year, but. You know, what well, we didn't, you know, but the thing is, like, this year, <laughs> we won't go. The same, well, San Francisco did good till the end. They got, then they fired their manager for baseball. <laughs> mm. right, but I think, in a way, it's good. I like the loyalty to it, though. We see the bad times. You know, if I ever, if a genie popped up to me, what would you like for a wish? Well, I'd like eternal life. I can't do that. Okay, I want to live till the Vikings win a Super Bowl. You sly dog. <laughs> <laughs> and how have you been now since post-COVID, C-Word? How's everything been going for you playing and everything? I see you playing all the time. Yeah. yeah I, I think I'm starting to play out a little bit more. Um, 
post. Uh, it's definitely. I don't even like to say called a C word. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we've kind of taken more of a back seat just because we have two young kids. They're ten and eight, you know, and and they're really our priority. So. Um, we don't really play out maybe as much. We have to find the balance, though, because mm-hmm. we love to perform. We love that opportunity. And we've gotten the kids involved. Yeah, train them in to our, be roadies, do the luggage well, no, equipment. I mean, well, we brought Cole on stage to play trumpet, and our daughter Rosie's play, sang some songs. One of the cutest things I've ever seen was uh, my good friend Caitlin Yarsky with her band Old Lang Syne. You know, they moved mm-hmm. to Arizona. She's in Portland now. She's a comic book artist. I always mention everybody like we all know each other. <laughs> but they played, they brought these kids on for a song. The little, it was just beautiful. Yeah. I mean, go ahead. I mean, no, it's just, it, it is cool. It's cool to see the, the kids do that. Um, I've, I was going to mention that you're you're playing, you've done some just pickup gigs with Bob. Yeah, Bob Olson. That's more like bluesy. That's uh, a lot of fun, too. That's gone, yeah. like, down there, like, B-side, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. That area's gone, like, hopping in a bad way for me because I can't find parking. But otherwise, yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's become, like, the big, like, say, like, Parse Avenue, where Iron Smoke is. It's gone so... And now yeah, they have, like, like that smoking hot place for you, too, too. Smoking Hot Chicks. <laughs> that Cafe 360 mm-hmm. would actually be something... <laughs> Always something going on in the studio. But smoke, there's a three cafe, like, Miriam Morelli played there before she moved. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mm-hmm. Lynch is playing there. Yeah, that's why I love. Fairport is yeah, such a great town. See, I love too like being music. an elder. State. All you young kids I see on the scene playing <laughs> all over. It's awesome. That's great. Thank you for saying. And I actually that. like. The I mix, just had though. a birthday. So see, what I good. like though too is, and I seem like my good friend Adriana. I can go on. I like the mix of the older and younger, and I think it's amazing. You can lend something to people who are starting. Will you learn from them? Sure. Well. I'm not to. I'm gonna bring it back to the good souls. It's just even in our band. No, that's why you're here we to promote. Span, <laughs> we will. We span a couple decades. Like you, you know, and when we bring in guests, you know, we have guests that are in their 20s, and we have people involved that are up up to 80. You know, and and just having that. Uh, I I love bringing people together from you know different backgrounds, however that looks, because to me it just makes the experience that much more enriching and you see people different backgrounds they come they like they're fans of the band obviously it's like you have something in common right there mm-hmm. well and sometimes there's guests who don't really know Joni's music yeah. and, but i really love their voice and and because i've been so obsessed with her stuff for so long i'm like how about this song for you i think it sounds really good you know and and then they and they get into it and they're like wow i had no idea um just how complex her phrasing, just her phrasing alone, let alone like the musicality yeah. and the intervals that she's singing and her range, you know. And a lot of people will be like real harsh on her, like with her later voice because it's so low and she's so limited. But I just think it's so beautiful. It just, it, to me, it's a reflection of, of all of the things through her life that she's been through and the way she's still able to ad- ad- adapt her songs to make them accessible for her. Well, I'll, I'll use a popular like, tour of Paradise to put up in a parking lot. Just mm-hmm. the imagery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, there's so many things. Laughing and crying is the same release. Um, there's... Uh, I think it's the story you get involved in, too. She's telling a story. and it, Actually, we asked our last guest, so we, too, when you're out there, you're putting yourself out there for everybody too that's tough sure 
it even I was intimidated to even revisit songwriting for myself just because her lyrics are so profound it's like what the what am i gonna write that's like can even you know but you know then you get over well, it you're you, like well you missed you your calling just... then I've, I've been using this theme like for folk uh country songwriting you don't have to be the greatest player but you have to write with feelings things that resonate mm-hmm. now if you're a prog musician you want to challenge yourself you could play you want to just try to like but, but tony levin again getting back to him he's telling there's a song he's going well we wrote this song called tentacles and it goes like this we started jamming playing we'll go okay we're gonna test ourselves then we got to the lyrics every other couple tentacles <laughs> <laughs> excuse me that's you know funny. So that's the difference but i think people too know what do you think this is like a big topic because you might not know the Rolling Stones released an album. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how does it feel like growing up, all this, that we're seeing this now, these bands still playing. I mean, we're, well, you two are older, I'm not. But, but it's my show, I'm 28. There you go. But just, could you imagine years ago, I remember when they played Rich, like in the early 80s, mm-hmm. they were talking like that Mick Jagger was saying he was going to, you know, he was going to shake his ass on stage when he was 40. <laughs> Well, he is in his 80s, so... They're still but, doing it. See, that's my... As long as, you can, as long as you can keep doing it and you're having fun, I don't like the situation... Like, I heard, like, B.B. King at the end, he had such bad Alzheimer's, you didn't want to see him. Yeah. Well, look at uh, Tony Bennett and the show that he was able to put together. See, what's funny with Alzheimer's is... You know, you they might not be able to put a coherent speaking sentence together, but they might be able to sing entire lyrics to a song. Yeah, my dad, Phil Marshall, would come over. Mm-hmm. And he would sing for him. Mm-hmm. I was like, I should have just taped that, put this on. And the thing was, he wouldn't remember who I was. He would, but then you hear them singing. Right. It's, well, because music, uh, it, it the parts of the brain that it stimulates. It's not just stuck in one part oh, where yeah. where words come from. It's it stimulates both sides. And that's of why the you brain. can remember, like I can't remember what day it is or something or like a couple sentences, but I can remember. Give me song lyrics. I'll do the whole song. See now, I I still put words. In, he picks on me. I still put words in front of me because I. I can't remember things. I, I confuse myself with lyrics. But. Well, you've got a lot going on with organizing the band and the kids and with everything else that, that you know, I study the music. I sit down and study it where she's got so many things going on with work and the responsibilities there that um, you know, I can see why you would utilize that to, as, a, as a support to, to be able to perform. But you know the lyrics enough that it really just makes you a little more comfortable because the you don't you don't read she doesn't read the the words she sings the song and they just kind of like the, there's that you know because a lot of performers now if you look they have the the panels on the floor uh, julia weatherholtz i tease her about that a lot. yeah she's doing great she's oh she's awesome so wonderful things yeah she performed with us last yeah year. she did she was mm-hmm. one of but, our guests so when year. i saw judas priest this was Rob Helford's reunion show, right? He was doing, I guess, I, I guess they were performing like 120 different songs. He would mix them up. He would have the lyrics, like he'd be bending down. I'm like, he's looking at the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they had at Johnny's show. They had big, huge monitors up there for her too with the, with the lyrics. And you know, sometimes it's just nice to have a refresher. That's all. You know, it's not like I'm sitting there, you know, being monotone and mm-hmm. but. You know, it would be helpful to, because it does take me out of the moment a little bit. I got to, you know, finding 
finding the balance. But there's a couple things, again, with my dad, Rob, remember, again, I always say, try things you've never tried before. This is your perfect introduction to Joni to go to Mm -hmm. the show. Absolutely. It's all, we... They'll spoon feed it to you. It's, it's, I don't even know how many albums we cover. I mean, it's a pretty broad range, and we get into... You know, songs from her first album, and and not her most. Shine is her most recent. We don't cover that one, but some of her Too later. Shy to cover that one. Not yet. We just haven't. We want to. <laughs> yeah. We just. There's only so many things we can do each year, so. And they're not intimidating like Greg and I. You can go right up to them. I know Greg scares people. A lot of people still, because I'm born the same day as her. They mistake me for Taylor Swift, and I just got to where I just. <laughs> I do this. You know, I'll sign the things yeah. at this point. I just don't want to hear the gossip. It's very good of you. Very or whatever. Good else but it's a great i always that i use, use the term people take it the wrong way i said when i got jesus of coal by dick Lowe was my gateway drug pictures of an exhibition by mazagorsky where my gate was my gateway drug you get into this then you start and i'm sure like you anybody up there hey i, I never heard this before it's awesome what do you recommend Absolutely. That happens a lot. And we're doing a couple new songs this year. Well, there's a podcast you should listen to. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the Refuge of the Roads, we haven't done that one yet. And so we're revisiting that this year. And our drummer's just like, this is like my new favorite song. This is great. And um, so it, it's cool to to incorporate, you know, different different phases of Joni's career. And she's no, her birthday's November 7th, which is why we do the tributes around this time of year. She's going to be 80 this year. So it's, I wanted to, to go big. So we're actually, this is our first time at the theater at Innovation Square. So we're really excited to and be in that And this is a great, we've, we've had Chuck on, Adriana, obviously they're good friends of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great venue. The Riviera? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. They've done a great job refurbishing it. And the seats are like super comfortable and. Um, it's a don't it's worry a the parking's space. actually good there too it yeah. is it is that's for people like me who <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 a it's a very welcoming space it's not like the trevor lake thing when i was down in dewitt seeing michaela's show and they were playing in syracuse like trevor you're playing in syracuse uh where is it i'll go that's at a Mexican restaurant somewhere. It's <laughs> yep. like, we're going to drive around. Hey, is there a band playing over here? <laughs> but there was a good one. Like I talk about trying different music. And really, I would say go down. Geneseo is not a far drive. No. We're still safe in terms of the weather. For, okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, hopefully. For, fingers crossed. You never well, know. Well, there's snow in the summer. I remember too. going trick-or-treating in like two feet of oh, snow. Oh, I did so, too. No, I did you too. Know, you never know. But it should... It, and we're putting it out there. The weather's going to be good. And it's not a far drive. It's the perfect time of year with the leaves, too. I yeah. commuted down there for 10 years. That's true. That's actually I, I where we met in, in Geneseo. Yeah. Different generation. <laughs> no, no, we met right there at the old high school. I would have guys when I worked at Kodak coming in from the southern tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People commuting to Buffalo and everything. I mean, for my my job always, I did, we would go all over the place from Albany to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm projecting myself now where it's harder to get me to drive anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great day. Also, there's tons of restaurants out there. Mm-hmm. Tons of cool stuff. But I was talking about, again, trying what you haven't tried before. You might not like it. One of the funniest ones with my dad was my mom loved Liberace. And my dad didn't want to go see him. Mm-hmm. He, go, he could stop after he saw him how great he was. Mm-hmm. And my other thing, when my dad had dementia, you talk about music, I might doze off a little. I'd be get punched because Lawrence Welk was going to start. <laughs> yeah. Her grandma used to call her at home. 
about Lawrence Welk being on TV. Oh, honey, you got to turn on the TV. They're doing some nice Italian that music. Was, <laughs> that was the funniest because my mom hated them. And we go over to my grandma. We got to see Lawrence Welk. <laughs> I, would, I would watch it just because she would call. And, and it, was, it, was a, it was a nice moment. The best know? to see, like, straight-laced Lawrence playing one toke over the line. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, oh, there's some young woman playing the accordion. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you get now, when you bring all the musicians together, you're very sort of loose about. Okay, what do you want to play? And they pick, or and you sort of have like sort of a structure about her career. We'd like to cover something from here, something from here. I'm usually the one that puts all the songs together, um, but as far as like instrumentation, I think we all kind of talk about what would be the best way to approach the song and we all have input but there's definitely certain songs where i'm like i have a very specific vision and i kind of take mm -hmm. take the reins and like this is i this is what we're doing and then other songs i don't i'm more open to uh what other you know other people's thoughts on it i don't well, know it's a mix in all the years that we've done it i don't think we've had any guest redo it like more than once she's always looking for other people to introduce Joni's music to and she has an idea of the song that might fit their voice and it works out really nice because there's you know sitting there in rehearsal I feel very blessed to, to just be there and hear everyone perform and then the different singers and the quality of their voices are are different so I, I think for anybody who wants to come to the show or what they should come to the show to hear the different textures the different ambiance each song brings together with it um because one of them the there's a version 1983 version of uh, banquet that's really a heavier than you talk about prog rock i mean it really goes into the prog rock genre like uh and you wouldn't really expect that at a joni show but we go there we're doing it you know so it's really it's not one thing like there's some really emotional raw like one-on-one -on -one stuff and then there's full band melt your face loud rock and you just and people don't think about that with joni oh but, you'll find the prog rock there. one okay first song three minutes second song three minutes third song three minutes fourth song 35 minutes that's the prog rock song yeah. Right <laughs> yeah these it doesn't as far as the length no, we, not we going that far. trim them down a little bit just because you know and also to you're gonna love this because not only for Joni Mitchell, if you're a fan or not, you'll probably become one, but you're going to see all these great performers, and then you can go see them. Absolutely. There's so many, yeah, so many different projects that people are involved in, and um, I love it, too. Like, for me, it's really challenging because I'm, I'm playing the piano. I have to have three different guitars this year because of all the different tunings. I'm going to be playing the dulcimer, you know, I it, the whole dulcimer. interesting. Yeah, well, it keeps it keeps me moving, so <laughs> you can just watch me run around like a chicken with my head cut off, jumping around. But uh, that's not entertaining. I don't know what is. <laughs> I'm now seeing an electro harp and a nickel harp all around here. Well, we had um, Mary uh, Monroe, Monroe join us last year. On did the she harp. bring Baby Blue? She no, she brought the, the big, big harp. It was beautiful. Yeah. And she really did, she sang what blue. It, what is it about harp is around here? It would seem like we grow them on trees. I know, right? That's now that's an instrument I haven't touched. I should, I should try to talk with Mary and see if I can get I, some I, lessons. Uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the one part about a harp is I know too many harpists. I know too much about the instrument, about what the strings are made. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Should I ruin your appetite? Oh, I don't know. Tell me. Cow guts. Okay. It is. Yeah, they're made of cow guts. I didn't know that. 
right. Yeah, I, I told that to, I tried to impress Alyssa Rodriguez, but my knowledge, like, you know what arm strings are made, right? Oh, cow guts. <laughs> it's like common knowledge, but now I know, so. I mean, I have a viola where the bow is horsehair, so. Now we're getting. But it's not guts. Okay, it's now just, this is our Halloween, part of our thing. Halloween episode, <laughs> part of now talking about the scary. But all these performers, you can go in the thing about Rochester, there's something in the water in this weird place. Because all around, you can get such diverse music here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. You know, anything from when one week, and I had a friend who moved to Atlanta, quite the city, Atlanta. But he would say, Rob, you don't understand, like, you know, any day of the week here, you can go see this, that. Here, I can't find anything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for, for the size of the city, we certainly have a really talented music musical musician pool or whatever however i think you want to too because it. like we were talking about mini like minnesota last week a lot a lot of the artists that come out of there mm-hmm. and maybe you get more of this like type of city you have to occupy yourself a little bit. right yeah you don't have as much to keep you busy so you got to play your instrument we got garbage plates we got... <laughs> i'm going to see nosferatu at the little next week you know nice. there's a lot of cool stuff yeah no, that's really cool, and I think also we talk about this a lot. You, both of you and your group, nobody notices, but these are somewhat nasty times. You try to bring positive atmosphere to we, what you do. We really do. Um, the, so we, we've, uh, we've gone through a lot as a band. We, you know, Sarah Rogers was in our van, and she was she tragically was killed riding mm. her bike, and so that... Uh, that really brought us through a lot. And then she had, and we raised some money for a music therapy scholarship um, with a shirt that said, all vibes welcome. So I think one thing that's important is to uh, acknowledge what the, you know, what it is that you're going through, but and and going through it together. Right. Yeah. And so um, as a band, I feel like we've connected more because we've had to go through this loss, but with, with her, in the band and even with her just her presence with us now you know we we really try to promote um just kindness and and togetherness and encouragement um and i've seen that if i had a friend hit by a bus she was injured but i just saw actually a facebook post of like a friend's brother got hit by just you don't think when we just think a little bit okay when you're like out on the road or anything mm-hmm. and i know some of these drivers around here how they go but just think and be a little aware because i mean there's one second can cause like something yeah so true so you know true. and i always like like i always still go back to always appreciate the people around you because you never know i've lived long enough to know that yeah so true i've gotten so sick of like every week like on some radio shows it's a tribute show or who died this week you know so i'm really making this upbeat now but you know the spirits are with <laughs> us and well, I think I, I, when when we talk about, you know, bringing the good souls and, and having that environment, I think it's really important that you acknowledge all of that goes into it. Like, it's not like this toxic positivity of like, you know, good, 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 good. It's just live, laugh, love. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, those are beautiful things, but like you can't really truly appreciate the depth of that living and laughing and loving unless you've gone through some some of the depths of despair. You no, know, as like, we've gone older, the, the stories I could I could do the most miserable podcast in the world. I need Greg for that one, though. I suppose, <laughs> but, but you know that's life, and it's like as we get older, unfortunately. But you have to also look at you're here. Let's 
be glad for the time we had. Yeah. And I, I hate that, too. I hate people, hi, I'm so happy. Right. Get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I don't know. You can you can kind of see through that, right, pretty quick. I don't know. I can. Like, just the... I, I can, too. Yeah. yeah. And it makes me uncomfortable, almost, like... Oh, yeah. especially for someone like me, like go away. <laughs> there, there's a line from a, a Grateful Dead song that I have kept in my head, and it comes up periodically. And it's from Truckin'. Sometimes the lights are shining on me. Other times I can barely see. But lately, it occurs to me what a long, strange that's, trip it's that's been. The you know, story of my life. Yeah, and so all the peaks and valleys they have to go together. Otherwise, you'd be living just this mundane. Everything's okay. You do, and like I've had like some, the bad times have made me a better person. You know they have. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be really cool. I just thanks for being on. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having us. We're thanks, we're really Greg. You really to contributed to this he one. He added so much. <laughs> hey, he's my co-host and he's a drummer. I can make fun of him all I want. <laughs> We missed him. We did. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, you'll see him. I mean, you can't miss Greg. He plays with just about everybody. Yeah. Maybe he's out drumming on the Stones album doing backup right now. Could be. But also, he was at the Hooch Nanny, which hopefully will be an event every year. And maybe yeah, I've out. heard great great things yeah. about it. Well, I was calling it the Hoot Nanny. Like, Chuck, you bad boy. <laughs> but we have a real treat for you. Now, where can we see you play out? Do you have any gigs up? Uh, Coming up? No, well, the, so November 4th is well, at the Riviera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then November 10th uh, we'll be at the Theater at Innovation Square. Then we kind of take a break because it's, it's pretty pretty busy time for us and we you know with the holidays and everything so then uh, typically you can look for us in March we usually do a women's history month show um, in March but we haven't really I haven't taken the time to line that up yet I'm really this is Joni season as Cindy in the band says it's I Joni like this Joni season <laughs> Some of that's really cool. But now you're going to uh, play a song for us? Yeah. Or are you going to sing for Ken? Oh, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll sing along with Greg. Ken <laughs> can <laughs> sing, too. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> he can. You're like Jimmy Page. You just won't sing. But we'll be doing the song. So thanks a lot. And I'm going to get out of here. And Lauren's going to play. And cool. and flows of angel hair and ice cream castles in the air and feather canyons everywhere I've looked at clouds that way but now they only block the sun they rain and snow on everyone so many Things I would have done But clouds got in my way I've looked at clouds from both sides now From up and down and still Somehow it's clouds illusions I recall I really don't know clouds And Ferris wheels The dizzy dancing Way you feel 
fairy tale comes real I've looked at love that way But now it's just another show You leave them laughing when you go And if you care, don't let them know Don't give yourself away Now from give and take and still somehow it's love's illusions I recall I really don't know love at all Tears and fears and feeling proud To say I love you right out loud Dreams and schemes and circus crowds I've looked at life that way But now old friends are acting strange They shake their heads They say I've changed But something's lost and something's gained In living every day I've looked at life from both sides now From win and lose and still somehow It's life's illusions I recall I really don't know life Oh.